Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk Podcast. This is episode 40 of the show. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven, joined as always by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano. The boys, how are you th- this morning? I would have not known this is the Trophy Talk Podcast. No? I, f- I was missing a hello. You only get one today. Just mm. keeping them on their toes. Maybe at the end of the show, we'll throw in a goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> 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 switching it up i see i've been thinking about it all week uh, honestly i was like i kind of want to change the intro a little bit but how do i how does one you know it's a storied thing at this point yeah you gotta keep the the hello hello well hello hello everybody and welcome <laughs> <laughs> no but how are you Beautiful. how are you guys doing today <clears throat> Sat- saturday in late august we're in the smoky season of california but how do you find yourselves mm, yeah you Nailed it, man. It's pretty smoky out there, but outside of that, Vundavar. Oh, if shit. I'm saying that correctly. And what is that? It is wonderful, I believe, in German. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's right. A, sounds like a little, it. <laughs> yeah. A little teaser to what I've been playing. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Well, it's, yeah. it's kind of like Danka as like. Thank you. It's not as like mm-hmm. similar, you know, but like, yeah, German is interesting in that way where all, some of the words are kind of just pretty obvious. So, yeah. And it goes Gesundheit as just good health, which is kind of similar as well. Oh, yeah. That's not, I actually didn't know that it meant good health. I just kind of always mm-hmm. assumed it was like bless you in German, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But funny story, I took a year of German in middle school, actually, mm. as uh, the language choice because in the Midwest, you have a lot of, people of German descent or, you know, just a lot of mm-hmm. white people in the Midwest. <laughs> so at the time in the early 2000s, that was like the offerings they had. It was uh, French, German, and then I think there was like even Mandarin or something. It was some other, it wasn't Spanish. You didn't have Spanish? No, Spanish was not an offering. So I chose in eighth grade, I chose to do a year of German, which is pretty fun. They offered Mandarin in high school? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, definitely smoke you out, Daryl. I feel you on that one. Ja feel. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like if it's not the fires around here, or like, how do I say this? If there's not fires around here, you still get negative effects because of the smoke. So you can't really yeah. win, you know? Yeah, if it's not imminent danger, it's just a long-term health risk. Exactly. Exactly. And it's pretty fucking annoying if, like, I've been trying to run consistently, as the Discord knows. So... Yeah, when it's, like, really bad AQI out, I've just done it the last couple times, but it's shit. <laughs> I uh, feel so bad afterwards. <laughs> builds up your uh, builds up your lungs. I guess know? so, yeah. A doctor at some point in the future is going to be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, what about you, Eli? How are things? It's good. My uh, my son started school. He's a big fan. Yeah? I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy for him, yeah. He oh, didn't want to go. You know, like I said last episode, you just wanted to stay home, play video games for the rest of his life. Well, don't we did all? Not, no, did you go to school? Yeah. And he fight, he loves it. The the we went we met up the, with the teacher, and uh, he didn't want to go to that. And we got there. The second he saw the room, he was like, "I'm in. I'm all in. Committed." Damn. And uh, took. yeah, yeah. And then his first day, he's he's loving it. Short week. On the weekend, he wanted to play school. Wow. We walked around with his backpack and, you know, we took recess when we went outside and had lunch and all that. You know, 
I cool. mean, that's got to be a good feeling, him. though, right? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's you'd prefer that to the the experience where your kid just is so unhappy and hates it, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, he's a little nerd, dude. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's what I found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has your son met any uh, kids yet? Like friends? Do you have any friends yet at school? Yeah. So one of the, actually, luckily, one of his. Um friends from daycare is actually in his class so that was pretty exciting and then so that's like helps with his transition there but he's also met a couple other kids in his class and in his aftercare program so i'm uh pretty happy for him right on nice yeah that's very great cool. mm-hmm. very very cool i had something else i was going to say there about school but i can't can't remember mm. all right whatever must it must have been a, a stupid dad joke or something or a riddle you know who does those well thank you to all the returning listeners and welcome if you're a new listener as we said at the top this is the trophy talk podcast a bi-weekly trophy hunting show and we've been changing our content a little bit uh the last week i or last episode i should say was the kind of beginning of that so this is episode 40 it's going to be primarily focused on what we've been playing it's still going to include some questions submitted over on patreon at patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast and uh, still going to include some other random discussions and such, as you've already noticed. But yeah, that's that's going to be the continuation moving forward. The first episode of each month, just to reiterate, is going to be news-focused and really dissecting the trophy list for the PS Plus games for the month or new releases, kind of whatever makes the most sense. And then the second episode of the month, this one is going to be focused on what we've been playing, doing a bit of a deep dive there. So if you're new, that's kind of what it's going to be looking like. And uh, if you're returning... Hopefully that didn't bore you too much to where you've now had two shots of espresso and want to run around outside in the smoke. Sound good? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so we did have some some questions here at the top. Okay, this, We used to do this a bit more, but throughout life, things come up. Random questions and ideas pop into your head, and you're like, I wonder. You know, These are just kind of one-off questions like that. And uh, we used to have a lot of fun with these, and we thought, what a what a great time to bring them back. Right during these episodes that are really focused on what we've been playing, as it's just a more of a freeform kind of fun discussion for the second episode of each month. So I wanted to start us off with a banger here, okay? Because Stephanie and I got into this discussion. I'm not going to say argument, but she had a different sort of feeling about my wardrobe, okay? And she's <laughs> she's wondering, and I'm wondering, when is it time to throw out a pair of socks or underwear? What are your thoughts on this? I mean, socks are pretty easy when they when they get holes mm. most of the time but it's kind of like a judgment call you have to like assess your like uh your inventory <laughs> and and decide you know can i afford losing a pair of socks you know if you got a good stash going you know okay they get holes get them gone that's too uncomfortable can't walk around like that all day no that's and uh especially if you go to one of these one of these people's houses that make you take your shoes off that's me that's uh, right that's yeah right. So I don't know how you guys, I mean, the second they get a hole, you got to toss them. You can't be going to someone else's house like that. No, I mean, preferably um, not. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's a little nuanced. It's an inventory thing, but you know, okay. Most of the time hole gone. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fair. I'll even make the judgment call right after, like I pull them out of the dryer, you know, like, right then, if there's a hole, it gets thrown away. What really oh, pisses yeah. me off is if I miss it on that pass sometimes, and I'm like, 
you know, like going through putting on socks for the day, like in the morning. And I'm like, what the hell? This has a hole in it. How did I not mm. realize this when I was yeah. doing my inventory checks? As yeah, I would say. Crazy. Well, the other thing is, too, like if you if you're like kind of low or you want to like hang on and you wear the same kind of socks, then you would, you know, you save if only one of them has a hole, right? Then you save that one off to the side with a pair, maybe like on yep. the bottom of the drawer yep. as a as a last ditch effort. Uh, and then as you know, the other socks begin to wear and another one gets a hole that pair can leave. So you you don't have like an oddball amount of socks. Mm, that's a good point. A little mix and match going on. Daryl, what mm -hmm. do you think? Yeah, it's the same for me. If the socks got a hole in it, dude, it's going in the trash can. Um, it's just uncomfortable. Like I put it on my foot and then all of a sudden I feel like my toe just like it just feels like it's hanging out. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't feel right, you know? And the kind of depending on like what I'm doing for the day, if I'm going hiking or I'm just like going somewhere where I'm gonna be on my feet for a while, that hose just gonna bother me. I'm gonna be playing with my my sock and my shoe, trying mm -hmm. to make that hole bigger. It's it's just annoying, man. Sure. I agree. Also, this toe hole thing. Yeah, I'm wait, not I, I like gonna, super familiar with that. I, I always get holes that. in the heel. <laughs> yeah, same. It's like always right in the center bottom of my heel, the same yeah. spot. <laughs> These like classic like cartoon thing with a hole in the toe is like what? It, what is? What are you doing? I've never had that. What happen. are you doing with your feet? Yeah, yeah. How did? How do you I explain? I guess the hole kind of comes from like you know when I kind of like curl up my toes in my shoes sometimes. Mm. Maybe I'm like digging a hole because of that and i'm you, just kind of like wearing out the threads you're a toe hole guy oh yeah oh, big man. time okay what uh, the fuck what it's always like <laughs> the um <laughs> like the index toe that's where i usually get the holes at on my socks it's like the index toe mm, do you have a bigger bigger pointer index toe than than big toe than the big toe it's longer mm, i guess mine's like yeah i'm not sure it's kind of hard to tell right now. barely yeah it's kind of hard to tell let me pull out my tape measure. Slightly I'm kind of thinking that the toe hole has something to do with your size. That oh, might be yeah. a, a thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, my, my thinking here was maybe he's pulling the sock when he's putting it on in the morning so hard. Like, just when he, full that bore. It just like his toes are pressing against the front, you know? I'm so ready for work. Yeah. Duh! Like, just stretching it out. Hmm. Nah, it's like in the cartoons where you see like, you know, the pants kind of like hanging like on the, you know, on the clothesline and dude just jumps into them. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like how I do. I just jump into my socks every day. Mm. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's a lot of coordination That's that early in the morning. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, we can kind of all agree then on the socks in terms yeah, of well, like if there's a hole, it gets tossed out. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Depending yeah. on inventory. Right. Now, if you only have a few pairs of socks, I totally get it. I've got a standing inventory of about 10 pairs, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know if that's high or low. I mean, I haven't really a... compared my sock drawer with anybody, but I feel like 10 I have pairs a bunch is about of... that. I have a bunch of other, like, ankle socks that I used to always wear. Like, when I skated, I never wore high socks. But now that I wear boots, I've, I've adjusted. I used to wear short socks in my boots, but uh, now I've... I've uh, gotten longer ones, so I have a smaller inventory of those, and mm -hmm. it's enough for like a week, maybe two I can pull off. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I have like a bunch of socks, but like only a, uh, you know, 
five to ten pairs that are five to seven pairs that are in rotation. Okay. All right. Yeah. I get you there. Daryl, Daryl, what about you? How many, what's your inventory Ooh. level at? I got like 20 and above pairs of socks in my drawer. What? Hmm. I probably have that, but the, those are the ones I don't wear. Yeah. You don't wear, you should I, donate them, dude. Well, they're, I wear. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got 50 pairs of fucking jeans, but I don't wear 49 of them. So just hanging <laughs> on to them in case. What? <laughs> What are you doing? I wear I wear doing? some of them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm wearing them right now. I'm wearing ankle socks right now. I'm not wearing my big boot socks. Oh, it's pretty you know scandalous. I mean? Pretty scandalous. Yeah. Showing that ankle off. If you want to see, <laughs> you know where to, you know where to find Throw me. Throw it in the Discord. <laughs> Throw it in the Discord. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be the new weekend shots. Sundays are gonna be Eli with the ankles ankle socks on. <laughs> Might get it right now. Oh, oh live. live live recording shot. Very nice. Okay, but here's where the conversation comes to a head, I think, was when we talk about underwear, all right? Now, I observed this in my faja, in my dad growing up, and it was pretty goofy where I was like, Dad, like, you know, you see your parents get getting ready in the morning or something sometimes, right? And I would see him getting dressed, and I'm like, Dad, you've got – there's a huge hole in your underwear. It's huge. It's massive, okay? <laughs> there's, there's something hanging out, all right? It's time to get rid of this thing. <laughs> time to get rid of this thing and now that i've gotten to be almost dad age let's say right i'll be 30 Mm -hmm. next in a couple months here uh i'm starting to get holes in my underwear too that i quite frankly was unaware of you know you put them on you don't really notice it i think throughout the day depending on where the hole is at right If it's on your butt for example not really going to be able to tell and so stephanie was like there's a huge hole in your boxers like in your briefs you need to get you need to get rid of these and i started examining my inventory there's a few of these things with holes, but I kept oh. them. I didn't throw them out. Huh. Well, are you, are you wearing tidy whiteies or are you wearing the... They're boxer the, briefs. Boxer briefs. So, tight boxers. Mm-hmm. That's right. Hmm. That's See, right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a loose-flowing guy. You're a loose-boxers regular... guy? Yeah. Oh, those are... That's <laughs> wild, dude. Those things are going to be, like, curled up into a little diaper-looking thing by the end of the day. You got to constantly be pulling the, the, the short part of them down. It's ridiculous. What are you talking about? A short part of them? Like the leg part, you know? Like they get rolled up when you're walking around, I felt like. Whenever I wore loose boxers, they just became like scrunched up weird things. So hmm. I, yeah, so that's why I switched to boxer briefs because they just keeps yeah. it all tight to the leg. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been uh, just been wearing them ever for, since, I can, since I grew out of tidy whiteies. Yeah, let's be honest. You've never grown out of those. No. On Sundays, you're rocking tidy whities and ankle socks, and now we all know. That's right. <laughs> you're walking around a giant the house. hole in the buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I've never, I've never had the whole problem. Maybe that's because of the boxers, but uh, mm. yeah. Maybe because I don't remember having holes in my boxers either. I'm sure I did though. Huh, Daryl? Where do you come down on this? We need, we need some guidance here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've never had that hole in my underwear before it's kind of weird hmm. it's on uh, yeah like, colin it's me, weird yeah it is weird maybe maybe it is i don't know <laughs> like my my standards with the um, with underwear it's a little more lenient compared to the socks like i could probably deal with the hole i've actually had a, a pair that was like hanging off the brim i was like well i could still wear it you know the brim's not torn it's just like you know 
the fabric underneath it it's all torn up like i would just like wrap it up you know around my leg and then say all right cool i can still wear it Hmm. but it was like hanging by a thread literally oh man yeah see we're getting wait wait what are you talking are you talking about boxer briefs or boxers or tidy whities no, like just regular boxers. Oh, okay, like you're a boxer guy. Boxers, yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I'll mix. I wear. You're I mix. wear the tight. Well, it depends on like where I'm at. If I'm at work, I wear the loose briefs just because you know where we what we do, man, can get pretty pretty sweaty. Yeah. So you know, I want I want my whole body to breathe. When I'm when I'm at home, dude, I wear the tight stuff. Mm. You know, <laughs> I like to keep it all tight. Make sure to wear you something know? tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not really. Yeah, that really throws me off. Yeah, I kind of go. You change, you change something house. like that. You change like socks or underwear or something like that, and you just you just off all day. You know mm. what I mean? Like you change a deodorant, and you're like, "Who the hell is following me?" Oh, you know, right? Like that kind who's of... following me? <laughs> I switched deodorant recently, and it sucks. Like I was like, "I'm gonna try a new whatever," right? And it's just like it actually made my armpit itchy. That yeah, weird. I get those have, red things. You guys before I was like, "What the hell is going yeah. on here?" Yeah. That's just a bunch of malarkey, dude. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've kind of come to a somewhat answer on the uh, on the underwear and socks. But let us know in the Discord. What's the thinking here? Like, what is the timeline, right? Some people, I'm sure, even are like, well, I've had these for a year. There's no issue with them, with the sock. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw it out because it's been a year. I'm going to get a new mm. sock. That's possible, too. What? Yeah. No. We, I mean, we'll see. We'll find out. Uh- I do want to answer the question. I don't think I've ever we really answered it. But okay, if you get a okay. hole in your underwear, time to throw it out. Okay. Same. Same with socks. Okay. I'll I'll it's agree time. with you. It's I probably calm. need to go do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. My inventory are wearing, levels are, you... are low though. I only have like eight pairs of boxer briefs. So then I'll be down to like six, which means I'll go, have to double wear. Go grab a pair, dude. And I should probably could just go buy some. That's true. That's true. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine. <laughs> Oh, all right, right on. Well, that's a good way to to start off the show. I think we got our brain juices flowing. How are you guys feeling so far? You feeling good? Feeling ready to get into things? Yeah, if you uh, need a little more warm up. Yeah, I would. I, I, I mean, get you a good uh, brain teaser here. Yes, I could always use a brain teaser. The okay. the fan favorite dad joke riddle section has returned. Let's go. Speaking of underwear, okay. what is the last thing you take off when you go to bed? This is a joke. I mean, if it's a legitimate question, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. This is supposed to be a joke or a riddle. Last thing you take off before you go to bed. Don't hurt yourself, guys. Glasses. Already hurting, man. I don't know. Already I take off my glasses last, but last, but I don't know. Your feet off the floor. God damn it. Son yeah, you, Eli bitch. didn't even wait for me. He knew I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, That. yeah. Let's see. Let's get another one here. I, I got to <laughs> redeem myself. <laughs> What? So Why is an egg not like an elephant? Elephants are never over easy. An egg, like an actual egg, huevos. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, stupid man. <laughs> I mean, if if you do not know, I would not want to send you to get eggs. Uh, I, I I got nothing. All right. Here's here, here's one. What kind of dog keeps the best time? Wiener dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know, dear. Uh, <laughs> like uh, a, wa- a watchdog. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at least that one made sense. The answer there. God damn Daryl it. Daryl has left the chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hear that? All right. I got one more for you, boys. Oh, this one's a banger, dude. Okay, let's go. Let's yeah. go. What is big and red and eats rocks? Big and red and eats rocks. A fire. Daryl? Big oh, okay. red rock eater. Wow. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Done. Done. Wow. <laughs> the question at the start of the show should be should have been when is it time to throw out a joke book? And now <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Uh, Alright. Uh, guys, Eli's birthday's coming up. I'm I'm just maybe it's time to get him a new joke book. Alright, let's just, just <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Alright, well thank you for those, I think. Thank you. And uh, I'm having a bit of an aneurysm here. <clears throat> so, Jesus Christ with those. All right, let's get, in, let's get into the show proper here. Of course, at the top, we want to shout out our Patreon supporters. Remember, if you like what we do, you like the show, you can go and check out our different tiers of support available at patreon.com slash trophytalkpodcast. And we thank you if you are a new member over there or a returning supporter. So big shout outs go to Charles Bilby, Invisible Banana, Patrick Tebow, Slugger, be down and our newest member maximum carnage thank you very much for your support of the show we really appreciate it yeah you yeah yeah and also over there if you support us at a particular tier and above you get to ask us questions that we will answer on the show each and every time we do a recording this is regardless of if it's a news-based show or a what we've been playing sort of style show so for today our first question comes to us from slugger and i'll read it off here before we get going you guys ready to get into these Mm-hmm. all righty yep. So Slugger wants to know, what is a movie or two that you can go back to over and over again without it getting stale? So sort of like, what's an infinitely rewatchable movie to you guys? I like how he added or two in parentheses because that's what we always do. Yeah, we all <laughs> we can't we can't fit we can't commit here. He's learning. I mean, my show the show notes for this for me was a paragraph, so clearly I don't know what the hell one is. Anyway. I noticed we have pretty good. A healthy amount of words on this document this today yep yep anyway what do you guys got for this one i got two okay uh so mm -hmm. the first one uh it's a real big one for me is terminator 2 judgment day this is a movie i never get tired of watching um i would have to say i have like all the movies i watched this one's probably like my favorite movie all time damn damn yeah Big, big movie for me. And, you know, just like considering it came out in 1991, this movie was way ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. And I just love watching this movie. Um, strangely enough, I don't own a physical copy of it. I really need to get that one day. But this movie gives me goosebumps, you know, just from everything that the movie has to offer, from the story, the characters, and especially the visual effects. Have you guys seen Terminator 2? I've Yeah, I've seen the first three, like, a couple times each, and then I haven't really kept up with, like, the newer entries after that. Okay. Yeah. I don't think so. I Maybe. I don't know. Who knows, dude? Oh, my gosh. It's quite good. Really it was, like, one of those movies my mom introduced me to when I was, like, 10 She's like, these are like the classics for like sci-fi stuff, you know. Big time, yeah. Like, like you said, Colin. My mom also talked uh, talked about this movie with me too when I was like of an age where I can actually understand what I'm watching. Yep. 
it's funny enough that you brought up your mom because my mom actually shared like um a pretty cool reaction when she first watched it in the theater so like she's watching up on the big screen and there's that scene where you know both terminators are closing in on john connor but the audience still doesn't know like who's who yeah who's there to protect john and who's there to kill john and you know for people who saw the first terminator you know they were coming into this movie thinking that okay Arnold was the bad guy in the first movie. Of course, he's going to be the bad guy again in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've seen it, that's not how it turns out. You know, Arnold was actually the protector this time around in part two. And what kind of like threw everybody off as well was that uh, the T-1000 played by Robert Patrick. People assumed he was the good Terminator just because he was disguised as a police officer. So, oh, you know, right, you know, right, right, right. You know, be a police officer, there's like a sense of safety and security there. And, you know, that wasn't the case. So it definitely caught a lot of people off guard. And they're like, oh, snap. Like, what? Damn, I didn't realize the movie came out in 1991 either. So, yeah, Yeah, for some reason I thought it was like the mid-90s. But this is like, yeah, pretty early on. So It definitely has that look, like late 90s for sure. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah... The, the stuff that was pulling off in the movies, like early 90s, is pretty insane. Pretty impressive, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and yeah, this movie just like had a lot of memorable scenes that I remember to this day. You know, the bar scene where Arnold shows up in the bar naked and everybody's like, whoa, what the hell is this beefed up? doing in the bar (laughs) the motorcycle chase is really cool the shootout at cyberdyne and the helicopter chase was really cool too and just like watching the helicopter chase you know to this day it reminds me of like the actual gta 5 trophy that requires you to like fly under all the bridges and like do the knife flight challenges that reminds me of that and i think that trophy is called close shave because in the actual movie, a pilot flies under like an overpass in L.A., which is something that wouldn't be, you know, attempted in films today just because of like how dangerous that is. Yeah, for sure. But, but that pilot, he pulled it off like a boss. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And, and it was real, too. Like people thought that, you know, it was CGI. But now nah, that that pilot who I, I read online is actually a, a pilot who flew in Vietnam. Oh, holy shit. Uh, yeah, he was able to pull that off, so that was really cool. You know, scenes like that aren't made today, so it was really cool that, you know, stuff like that could be pulled off. Absolutely. And, yeah, you know, I, think I mentioned it's a great another... choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time Terminator 2. That's, like, the only sci-fi movie, you know, with the amount of action and, like, stuff exploding that movie made me tear up at the end you know when arnold's like you know i gotta kill myself sorry john mm-hmm. you know you gotta lower me into the lava pit i'm like whoa 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 dude. spoilers oh it's dude, a 30 it's 30 years old <laughs> you've had like over 30 years to watch that yep <laughs> my bad no i don't think that's necessary to do the spoiler alert there Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but I appreciate the troll. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, that's my first one. And another one you guys might be surprised to hear is like one movie I'll never get tired of is The Mummy that stars Brendan Fraser. Dude, I absolutely love that movie. It's so it's... good. Exactly. It's so good. Uh, it's like what I'm... made me so interested in Egyptology and like Egyptian like religion and mythology and shit when I was a kid. Like, or I was already interested in it, and then, like, this movie came out, and I was like, oh, my gosh, who's, like, the god of the dead? And, like, all the, you know, like, you get really interested in it, and, yeah, it's cool. Oh, yeah, it's a really good movie. You know, I like to watch it. You know, just recently, I was, like, watching scenes of it at work, and I'm just like, dude, this movie still holds up to today. It just has, like, a little bit of everything. It has action, romance, horror, and the comedy was pretty solid. Like, yeah, it was. You might remember, Colin, but, like, that part where the brother, you know, we see, like, this mob kind of, like, coming in on, like, the heroes of the movie, and they're all chanting, Imhotep, Imhotep. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. later in the movie, the brother runs off, but he encounters the mob, and the mob's just about to kill him, but then he kind of, like, says, Imhotep 2, mm -hmm. and then it kind of, like, snaps him out of, like, that killer mentality, and they all just, like, go back to, like chanting Imhotep like brainless zombies yep yeah, I can't remember what that guy's the actor is for who plays the brother but he's hilarious in that movie oh yeah he's real good like oh man all those guys are really good in that movie yeah that, Benny I, I think Benny is great in that movie mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah he's like <laughs> chanting like oh please don't kill me <laughs> yeah. in like 10 different languages he has like all those necklaces on yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah some good stuff there oh yeah big time yeah, no, I think that's a great runner-up. I actually like the second one, I think, a little bit more because you get the you get to see the army of Anubis, you know, and they're all like the dog-headed like warriors and stuff in the desert and during that big old fight scene. I thought that was awesome. Um, Dude, I was like fanboying hard over that movie because The Rock was in it. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. see it because The Rock's in it, the People's Champion, the Scorpion King, bro. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think just like with most movie series, there is like a couple more later entries. I don't know how good they were, but I pretty much never even saw like the Scorpion King one. I stopped after the second mummy movie, but it was a blast. So that's a great pick. It's a great pick. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. 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 What do you got, Eli? Agreed. Okay. Whew, excuse me. Oh, are, um, we, are we boring you over here? Okay. No, I'm just tired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I kind of two's hard, two's hard to pick. Not a big movie guy, so I do, but I do have my my favorites, and I kind of have one from a couple different genres here. But for comedy, super bad, and I just remembered about Step Brothers are two that I could watch and laugh at forever. Super bad is just a classic that me and my uh, my best friend from back home, AJ, used to put on. Like when we we do sleepovers or whatever, sure. That was like the movie that always went on. I don't know if it was the only one he had or what, or if it was just always in his Xbox. But uh, yeah, so I've probably watched it a good like five hundred times, probably. Oh but, man, having it in the Xbox wow. is very nostalgic sounding for me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a that's a good one. That's, I mean, I use those quotes at work to this day. Especially in my new department, when we where we use grease and lube and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with one little bottle? Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, that movie is legendary, man. That was um, I remember seeing that in theaters with 
probably eight or nine of my friends in high school mm-hmm. and just being like, wow, like this movie gets it. You know, it kind of captures the experience of, I think, most guys in high school. Uh, you know, you could have, of course, been a Chad and like, you know, like dating a bunch of people and like very like the popular guys, the you know, whatever, like the sort of the jocks or something like that. But I feel like for me and my friends, this movie was a little more realistic in terms of like, you know, the dialogue and, and stuff like that. So I mm-hmm. thought it was cool. So it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then I picked a, uh, a horror movie that I like a lot. And I could probably watch House of a Thousand Corpses probably, you know, till the end of time as well. It's just a, just a banger, dude. I don't, I love the like whole tone of it and how dark and creepy it is. Just, uh, it's very good. Oh, yeah. I mean, that movie gave me nightmares, so that's great. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I'm a Rob Zombie time, fan. You are, for that's sure. Yeah. So that, that it might be a little biased. Uh, what if he was making that, a game at some point, man? Think about that. I would play that. <laughs> that I bought that for show. Yeah, you'd pre-order that. You know you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then really, like, the the big answer, and it's it's kind of cheating, but... Like, I would just say as a series that I could watch forever for real is Pirates of the Caribbean. So good. Like, just that whole... Mm-hmm. I could probably watch the first movie if I had to pick one movie. Mm-hmm. I'd probably watch the first one a bunch. But oh. a series as a whole is just, you know, top-notch in my book. Pirates, mm-hmm. comedy, it's just badass, dude. Yeah, those are awesome. That that's like one of the ones that Stephanie will put on sometimes when we can't like decide what to watch. And it's like, well, yeah. let's just watch Pirates again. Sounds great. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah, it's Never really good. Tired. It's really really so. good. And of course, like my my high school self had a huge crush on Kira Knightley. Oh I th- yeah. I think she was pretty young in that first movie as well. Like she might have mm. been like eighteen or nineteen. I'd have to look it what? up. Let me look it up. Damn. Some live typing right now. Hold on. When did that come out? Uh, let's see. Blah blah blah. Dude, I know I was in high school, so it's like between two thousand two, two thousand six. Okay, so she was born in nineteen eighty five. Oh. She was seventeen in the first Pirates movie. Wow, wow, she looked older. Yeah, I mean, and not in a bad like. I don't mean that to be a negative comment either. Like she looked looked yeah. like she was like an adult, you know. Yeah, it probably had something yeah. to do with all the like, uh, what do you call that? Makeup and Elizabeth Elizabethan. Or oh, whatever, sure, sure. Corset and yep. big dress and stuff like that. Yep, that's kind of weird because if she's seventeen, wasn't she like macking on, like, uh-huh. yep, Orlando yep. Bloom in the movie? Yep. Wouldn't that be like? Well, how old was he? All right, well, hold oh, on. oh dude, my god, I don't think he was seventeen, thirty. How old was Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean? He was twenty-six. So. Uh... Yeah, yeah yikes. Yeah. Oh, and, speaking of and that. Johnny Depp was 40. <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He has a little scene like that, too. He was trying to hit on her as I well. I know, I know, I know. That was funny. Uh, speaking of that that type of thing, um, the uh, the Nevermind boy from the, what's it called cover? What band is that? Nirvana. Nirvana yes. cover. He's trying to sue them. No. For child pornography. Oh, my God. And he has never mind tattooed across his chest. Yeah. And he's like 30 now. And now he wants like $150,000 from like a ton of different people, you know, so it adds up. He wants 150,000 so he can go buy a house or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
It's it's Crazy. interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But that's a great choice though with pirates. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yes. Good choice. All right. Let's see here. Uh, for my answer, the 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 obvious one for me is going to be a Star Wars movie. I had some trouble trying to figure out which one, but I think I would go with A New Hope, which is the very first one, like the fourth movie in the overall like canonical order. But the canonical? first one, mm-hmm. canonical. That's a, do I have the fact check live? Look it up. Look it up, brother. Canonical. Mm-hmm. Are you looking it up right now? Should I continue? Uh, sure. On, on, ick, oh. I think Colin's right on this one. Yeah. Canonical. Colin knows more words according than to ordered by, According to or ordered by canon law. The prescribed oh, it's canon. On, I yeah. thought it was like chronological. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> It's like, what is he making up words? Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> so the, a new hope would would probably be uh the choice for me. It's definitely the most nostalgic one. I have a lot of like memories watching that on Betamax with my mom back in the day. We've already talked about how we had a Betamax, not VHS machine. So I watched a lot of my old sci-fi stuff on there. So cool. I mean, obviously I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I still rewatch them, the old trilogy, probably once a year. And it's usually around Christmas time for some reason. It just kind of seems like they're like cozy movies for me where like especially we're fortunate enough to where our particular like work site, we generally get a few weeks where we're mostly shut down towards the end of the year. And that's like where I will end up watching these is around that time. So, yeah, it's just it kind of I mean, it's got great acting. Of course, it's the start of like something that would become this like massive 50 year franchise with tons of spin-off games and movies and books and entertainment so it's like this is where it all started and mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's awesome and it's a very self-contained movie within the franchise too like you could foreseeably see that movie and never have to see any of the others and feel like you got a complete story told to you which is great mm-hmm. and yeah i think it's pretty pretty damn rewatchable the other thing i would say that i was like toying with was this idea of the Indiana Jones movies and there's I think all of the of the original 3 are infinitely rewatchable. I would probably say that I would go Temple of Doom just because it's the most like batshit crazy and out there. There's some scenes in there that when you rewatch them later on you're like this is insane that like for example there's a plane crash in the movie and the way that Indiana Jones and uh, Short Round and I can't remember the name of the woman who's accompanying them at that time, but like they jump out of the plane in this like inflatable raft and land on the side of this mountain and then like go down. They like basically sled down the mountain in this inflatable raft and then go over this giant waterfall. And that's how they survive the plane crash, which is like just bonkers. But it's pretty funny to see. And it's it's not my favorite of those original three, but I think it's probably the most rewatchable. So. Yeah, the Indiana Jones movies are pretty big in my book as well. Mm-hmm. Choice. Yeah, and I'll quickly say I don't think Crystal Skull is that bad. I mean, it's not great, but it's not that bad. Like people like to hate on that movie and just like they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's fucking terrible." And I'm like, "It's not terrible. It's not good, but it's not terrible." And I also have a spot, like a soft spot for Shia LaBeouf. So when he's in the movie, I'm I'm there for it. You know. As we've talked about on a previous episode with our Hollywood man crushes guys in there for me. So, yeah. Are you a Holes fan? I am. I am. Book and movie. Book and movie. Yep. Some great stuff right there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's get into the second question that we've got submitted to us on Patreon. Daryl, do you want to read this one, please? 
Yeah. So our question comes from Pat Tebow, and he wants to know if you could have a private server for a game that the online has been closed, which game would that be? That's a great question. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll jump in first on this one, if you guys don't mind. And this one was pretty hard for me because I think inherently I don't trophy hunt in PlayStation 3 era games, which is where a lot of this would really come to a head where it's like, okay, well, I can't really earn these anymore because the servers are shut down or something like that, right? And most of the multiplayer games that I've played throughout the days are not, they're not like trophy related at all. It's like RuneScape, Halo 3, Halo Reach, and League of Legends, which I can still play all of those. I have played them all relatively recently, except for RuneScape, which has been like a year at this point. But we turned it on. We did turn it on. We tried it. And they don't <laughs> have trophies. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. So the what only thing I, I could think of, right, what am I doing? The only thing I could think of was Resident Evil Outbreak, file one and two. So this was like a cooperative uh, Resident Evil game that came out on the PlayStation 2. And at the time, it was really hard even, of course, to like find other folks who had network capability with their PlayStation and were hardwired in and whatever. So you could play the game single player, but it was designed to be this game where there was like tons and tons of different characters that you would choose. And they would all have like different specialties. Like some of them would have a lockpick, for example, to keep it simple, or some would have like a flashlight and a different gun and they'd have different stats. Maybe they'd run a little faster or they'd open doors a little faster, you know, those kinds of things. And you would get through these scenarios, these missions by working together. And sometimes you'd have to split up and like run to different areas and, you know, like someone would grab something and meet back at a certain place and, you know, whatever, you guys get the idea. So that's like the only thing I could really think of where I would love if those games were available on the PS4, PS5 consoles and had, even if they weren't remastered, just like as a, you know, like a port basically with the online functionality, I think they would do really well nowadays. And whenever there's a Resident Evil announcement, these are always the games that people are hoping to see. It's yeah, you know how the RE outbreak. loves their multiplayer. Yeah, well, this, well this, this is not the multiplayer. This is <laughs> like the multiplayer that we want. And it's so funny yeah. when you go and read the comments even on the new like that new RE verse when it got revealed, people are like, "This is not how we want like multiplayer yeah. to be." People always want this, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I think would be really cool. And then that way there'd be some trophies for it. So that's what I got. What do you guys think? What do you have for this one? Yeah, for uh, me. Oh, go ahead, Eli. No, go ahead. All right, I'll go. Um, so yeah, for this one, I um was trying to pull up this game that a buddy of mine was talking about. And he has some issues with the online capabilities for this game. And it's Army of Two, the 40th day. Mm. Um, that That's actually, I think you can still do the online, but I, you know, I, I got it messed up in what he was telling me. So it's actually not online servers that have been closed. It's a website that's actually like permanent, permanently shut down. And it's, um... You have to like go onto this website, the Army of Two website, and create a face mask to wear online and wear it in a public match. So that's where I got it confused. You, you can still play online, you just can't go onto the website, and that's tied to a trophy. Um, oh so th yeah, that wow. trophy's locked. Yeah, it's annoying. So I was like, oh shit, you know, I gotta come up with something else. And most games that I've played haven't really had this issue with online servers being closed. But then I thought, 
Duh. I just played Friday the 13th recently. Those dedicated servers got shut down. <laughs> so luckily, um, I was still able to pop trophies in private matches. But like, had there been no private server, I would have been screwed out of that trophy or the platinum because pretty much everything's online. So like, from a trophy hunting pers perspective, I would say like, for any game that's going to include online trophies, it's a necessity that there's like a private server. Like, you know, across the board. Like, it doesn't even matter what kind of game it is. It needs to have a private server. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm sure there's like a bunch of games out there that you know are having this issue but like you know for a trophy hunting standpoint you know trophy hunters can still get the trophies that would have been unobtainable and fans of the game can still play the game they enjoy with others so yeah i, I think that's fair just to include that but you know on the other side of things i don't know why games don't have that yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's reason, you know, we're, obviously none of us are developers, so there's probably a lot of things that we're not thinking about when it comes to that, but, um, you know, the biggest of which being it costs money, but I think, mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's probably all there is to it, actually. Interestingly, yeah, forcing Pat, people to move on, possibly. Yeah, yeah, sort of uh, sunsetting your previous, like, software, and is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Sunsetting something? You're the you're the linguist. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to get. Is that a word or is that a? It's a pasta? phrase. It's a phrase. <laughs> linguist. <laughs> yeah, linguist is a. Uh, pasta, right? Ooh. E. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> but I think I think that's a the solid point though, Daryl, and good answer. Yeah. I had a tough time answering this as well because uh, I didn't really trophy hunt. Or anything like that back on PS3. And uh, when I did go back and play Halo, that was like a big one that I used to play a lot. Um, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it as much. And and like I think those games are still accessible. Yeah. Um, but so I just picked Mad Max because I'm pretty sure those trophies are disabled after they're they're shut down. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that works. Daryl, you did that right. Mad Max. I did. Mm. Yeah, the scrap or something, you know, you gotta you gotta get. So I'm not sure I'd be up for the ninety hour grind, but it was kind of one I was interested in. I love that Mad Max theme and aesthetic. So um I was I was kind of interested in playing it. And now it's kind of just like a no go. So that would at least give me the option to play it. But mm -hmm. um so that's that's my short answer. That's a good answer as well. And I think a lot of folks feel the pain of that one being down. You know, that's a more yeah. recent title. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Friday the 13th is a more recent title as well. So I think both yeah. of those are, are pretty good. I, th I think it's fair to point out, too, Pat was saying in his, uh, it wasn't the official question, but he was, you know, when he sent me this, the info on the question, um, he's been able to find a couple groups that do have private servers up for some certain older games. And, uh, I guess they're, they're really able to, like, reverse engineer the server state based on, like, saving data from, like, when they played the game back on, like, PS3. It's it's pretty complicated sounding, but there are, like, small groups of people who are trying to do this and revive really small private servers for particular games from that era. So if you're interested, um, you know, reach out. If you're in the Discord, you know, link up with Pat and see if he maybe knows who you can talk to about it or something. But it sounded pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, very cool. Well, let's get into then. Uh, oh, thank you for the question there, Pat. That was an interesting one to discuss. And thank mm-hmm. you, Slugger, as well, for your question. Um, let's get into Invisible Banana's question here. Eli, you want to take us into this one? Sure. What is the scariest slash weirdest dream you've ever had? On the opposite note, what dreams have you had that you wish were real? Banger. Banger. Daryl, what you got? You got some dreams cooked up? Um, I got some good dreams, but I don't have any scary or weird dreams. Um, but I do have some weird things that I do when I'm sleeping. I don't know <laughs> if they're tied to dreams or whatnot, but something that I've done a few times in my life is that I cry at night. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like when you're sleeping yeah. or like just when you get into bed? <laughs> when I'm sleeping. <laughs> uh, luckily, it's not when I'm getting into bed. It's when I'm sleeping. Okay. So I I can't remember any bad dreams that might have like caused me to cry. But I just feel like it's something in my brain that's happening that's forcing me to cry. It's It's really weird. I haven't done this in a while. But the times that I've like done it, it's like been like hella trippy because I I can't even recall like what made me cry. Like I can't remember if like I dreamt of something bad or maybe I there's something scary in my dream. But like I have no recollection of anything causing me to cry. It's just my body's crying for some reason. Oh, Got to get it out at and some point. Yeah, that's true. Just, yeah, Daryl doesn't cry, so you know it's true. Got to leak out it's at some point. It's like a buildup of stress or something. I really don't know. My wife like will wake me up in the middle of the night. She's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, and I'm like, like, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong? Like I wake up and like, I, yeah. I don't even know I was crying. Like my face is wet. And she's like, you were crying. Like, did you have a bad dream? It's like, wait, I wasn't crying. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? I wasn't crying. You're crying. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why you put water in my face? Come on. Uh, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> it's so weird. Like I haven't had this in a while. Like it's been a few years now since I've done that. But I, I think about it to this day, like, oh man, that is so weird. I don't even know how that happens. Yeah. That is, that is really interesting. I mean, it must be, a dream that you don't remember that's causing it to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like bawling out crying. It's like a subtle, like, soft cry. It's like, <gasps> you know, like, like something you would see like in, a, like in a horror movie or something. Like, Yeah, maybe, yeah. dude, well, you do like a lot of horror movies and media. Maybe you're, like, having really scary dreams and you just don't ever remember them. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or you're imitating your favorite, your favorite media. Yeah, that's true as well. Could be that. Oh man, that's super trippy. It is, yeah. That's a yeah. That's that's pretty interesting. I've never yeah. cried, but I have I have talked in my sleep before, and I've got myself uh, not caught, but I re- revealed some information when I was sleeping <laughs> one time. I forget. Uh, I don't think I do like talk all the time, but one time I was I was sleeping over sleeping over at my friend's house, and uh, at, when I woke up, he's like, yeah. Uh, so uh so who's mallory (laughs) i was like i guess i was talking about my crush in my sleep or something oh no yeah (laughs) he called me out dude like oh my god dude (laughs) his mom's name is mallory (laughs) 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 oh that's great 
great. That'd be a good one. Hey, yeah, right. Mallory? Uh, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. My mom's name's Mallory. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, so some some good stuff there. Yeah, and as far as the dreams I wish were real, are like the good ones I have, like where me and my wife are like really happy and we have kids. I'm assuming there are kids, but there's like kids in my dream. <laughs> so I think like, you kidnapped them. Yeah. That's why you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's cute, though. That's cute, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's yeah. see here. Um, similarly, like, I don't really remember my dreams a lot, but it's not because of – I mean, it's, I know why it happens, right? So if, you're, if you smoke weed, if you're a cannabis smoker – it's legal here in California, by the way. So just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, if you smoke, you're, you don't dream, right? It just is like a thing. People – you can look it up. It's been, like, researched or whatever. I think the way that it happens is, like, you're not really going into, like, your most ideal form or cycle of sleep, something like that. It's more like you're kind of just blacking out for like eight hours and then you wake up. Mm-hmm. So if you smoke before bed, like you don't dream. So I don't really dream a whole lot. And what ends up happening is that I'll go on vacation or I'll just like be taking a break from smoking for like a week or two. And then like during those times, I will like have crazy dreams all of a sudden. It's like the backlog of, of like my subconscious is just like, bah! and then so like everything is like really vivid and kind of like what I would call weird. <laughs> and I've also had um, some like recurring elements in my dreams. So like routinely I'll be in a huge house or like a mansion and it's not my house or anything like that. Or I'll be in like a really big space and I'll essentially be on like a quest or something in the dream. I know I'm supposed to go somewhere or like I'll have a key that opens a door, but I don't know what door it opens. So I spend a lot of the time like trying to figure out like what the hell is happening and it's kind of unsettling because I'm usually by myself in those dreams. Um, it's like, okay, that's kind of weird. Uh, so that's like something that I've been trying to like be more aware of when it's happening. Like, okay, this is like something I've like encountered before, but um, that's kind of strange. And then like, I had a really sad dream at one point where my, in middle school, I had a, a dog named Jax and in the dream, the dog like was like, we were in some sort of area and like this monster came out and, and Jax was like protecting me and my family. And he got like hit by this monster and it just like tore off his back legs. So he was yeah. like just bleeding out in front of me. Like, and I was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, as a, I was like, Holy shit, you know, like totally just destroyed me. And even when I woke up, you know, my dog would sleep on the bed next to me and I would, and I just was like, Oh my, thank, thank Jesus. You know, like he's, he's still alive like yeah so so that was a weird one and then the other weird one um that i've had is like i had a dream where i was getting attacked and then in self-defense i stabbed someone like just like whoever was like attacking me in the dream and then that person died in the dream and i remember in like in that state going like i'm going to prison doesn't matter if it's self-defense like my life is over and like being all sad about like i'm never gonna be able to see my friends again can't do any you know like having this whole sort of like downward spiral of like you made this mistake this like huge mistake and like your life is fucked so that was great um that's a wild one dude these are pretty yeah aren't those weird those are both like when i was younger too so yeah so they're both very like yeah it's a good job remembering because they're not always the easiest to remember well, you know, in in some sense, it like now I like I don't necessarily like dreaming, as you can see, some shit happens in them, you know. Yeah. 
Um, I hear I hear drinking water like a cup of water before bed and a cup of water after bed. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, after bed, after you wake <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. After, after you're asleep, make sure you drink a cup of water. Yeah. Uh, but it can help you remember your dreams. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's interesting. I do have a cup of water by the bed most of the time, so I'll have like I don't want to drink too much because I don't want to get up to pee. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, okay, that's worth worth a shot. And then real quick, a couple really fun dreams I've had are uh, like flying dreams. Like I had one where I was like Iron Man and I had another where I was Spider-Man and those were awesome. And of course you wake up and you're like, God damn it. <laughs> like I just <laughs> wish I could do that. And um, after watching the Harry Potter movies, and then I don't know if you know, you guys remember that movie Matilda. Oh from yeah. When you were really Ooh, young. Uh, yep. I remember being, like in my dream being able to like telekinetically move something and it felt so fucking real, you know, as some of these dreams do, that I woke up and, you know, at the time I was like seven or eight and I was like trying like half a day to like move something with my mind. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. Um, so those are just some examples of like really awesome dreams that I wish were real when you wake up. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Girl, you got another one? Yeah. So when uh, Colin was talking to I actually just remember a dream that I have uh, from time to time. It's a weird one. And it's the same one that plays over in my head over and over again. So, like, uh, you know, in my dream, I'm, like, in school, like, in a college class. And I just show up at at a desk, and we're taking the final. Mm. And this is a class that I know for a fact I never go to. Because, like, this is a class I took, like, uh, like, in real life, in college. I don't remember which one it was. But I wouldn't go to it. And, you know, I did pretty poorly in that class, but like every now and then I'll have the same dream where I just like show up in this classroom, taking the final. And then like, I'm reminded like, oh shit, I never went to this class. I'm going to fail. <laughs> and it, it scares the crap out of me. Cause it's like, you know, you, you, you have that feeling like you're taking a test and it's like, oh crap. I don't know any of these questions. Like, I don't know how to answer them. Mm. And it's just like, I could see like the clocks floating in the, in the background, you know, they're floating. Oh yeah. The hands are spinning. And then like, I'm there, like, have you even wrote anything down? I'm sweating. It's, it's a weird dream. Like, I'm like, I know it's a dream, but it just scares the crap out of me. Cause it's like, I'm going to fail. Why do I keep reliving this dream over and over again? That's not a good feeling. Yeah, that's like one of the classic uh like nightmares I think that people or like that theme is one that people make it in the classroom. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Ooh, I wouldn't mind being naked in the classroom. Like, naked in front of like a you know, on on stage or whatever. Right. Actually. What about you, Eli? What do you have for these? Alright, so well as far as the good ones go, I'm not gonna go there on this show. I don't think it's appropriate. Okay, fair enough, but we all know no. what you're thinking now. Yeah, Mallory. <laughs> yeah, oh, <God. laughs> uh anyways. Yeah. Uh for for my bad ones, there's this one that is just like known, I think, you know, with my uh my parents. So it's just kinda like one I can remember because it was it was uh scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid. Mm. But like a shark's head like came out of my pillow. Oof. And I woke up like in a, you know, very fast. I woke up very fast and uh jolted out of bed. And uh it's just one I don't know if it was my worst dream or anything like that, but it was the one that stuck with me since uh childhood. I don't think I've had one like that since. Um hmm. Do you have a fear of but, the ocean? Like are you scared of like open water? Uh, I must be because my other thing is like, 
I always have these dreams and it's actually actually now I think about it's kind of opposite but I have these dreams of like being in a like a swimming pool with like orcas whoa or like big whales and they're so kind of like you know it's so threatening and they're so big and like looming but like nothing ever really happens you oh, know what I mean oh weird but it's just like the constant threat is there well, yeah, but do you do you eventually in the dream like start to feel comfortable? Like, have you ever gone up and just like swam with them or something? I can't remember. Dude, that would be. I'm that'd not be like sick. A... you should try that out sometime if you if you get in that scenario again. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I've been. These are you know these are just kind of like some of the reoccurring themes I can slightly remember. Yep, I know um, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like a dream whisperer or anything. But dream? the uh, yeah, the other thing you kind of mentioned. Uh, like the flying dreams mm -hmm. and there's been times with like the falling dreams get me a lot i always remember those because you wake up right like you're falling for a long time and then you're like kind of getting close to the ground which fun fact i'm pretty sure you cannot die in your own dreams no you wake up yeah so like the falling yep. ones always wake you up so then you remember it because it was like a quick mm -hmm. you know jolt awake um and then there's always that i always remember some of these there's this super weird one with like Ninja Turtles and getting in and out of cars and like, I forget, but there's always this theme of like running and you feel like you're moving hella fast and you're kind of like tilted forward, but you're also like not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like doing a Naruto run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, the, but, and you think you're going flying, but you're not going anywhere. Huh? And then, and then, then you go to swing a punch and you're like, oh, I'm going to hit him so freaking hard. And then your fist goes nowhere too. Mm. Those ones, uh, you know that whole that whole deal is oh there's man. definitely some things behind those but i don't i don't know what they are i i think for that just reminded me of like when i first saw the matrix i had so many dreams where i was like i know kung fu you know like where i could do like some crazy like <laughs> some uh -huh. crazy like combat shit yeah that was awesome and then one some dreams i do remember as of recently they're not like uh super exciting but with diabetes and if i'm sleeping and my blood sugar goes low I'll, I have a dream that my blood sugar is going low and I wake up. It wakes me up. Oh, weird. I mean, I, I guess that's useful, I mean, that's though, like, right? Like, that's. Uh, yeah, I kind of have to right, right. probably die. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of need that. Yeah. Huh? So I think that's more of like a bodily function of like, you know, self-preservation. But it's a dream nonetheless, and it wakes me up. Right. That's pretty interesting. Really? That yeah, is, those are my. Those are cool, man. Uh, I like I like those. Good answers all around, everybody. Way to go. Good answer. Good answer. Way to go, guys. Survey says. Survey says. Show me potato salad. All right, let's get into uh, <laughs> let's get into what we've been playing here. We had a the, thank you all though for the questions, by the way. And remember, go over to Patreon if you want to uh, check out our support tier levels and and see you know if if one, any of those make sense for you. And uh, we appreciate all the questions as always. Very fun discussions there. But let's get into what we've been playing. We're going to throw it over to Eli first. But remember, this is the, the new format. We're going to be doing a little bit more of a deep dive, so to speak, on what we've been playing. So rather than just like quickly touching on it for a couple minutes, like, you know, we might have some questions, a little more back and forth. So just be, just be aware of that. But that's kind of what this, the point of this episode or the second episode of every month is all about. So with that, I'll throw it over to you, Eli. What do you got going on? Doom Eternal is what I got going on, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, I finally finished the Extra Life playthrough, and in typical second playthrough fashion, it dragged on. Mm, yep. Yeah, not a not a fan of the second playthrough. Me neither. Um, 
and everywhere suggests not doing the extra life on your first playthrough, but I'm going to go ahead and say go for it. Yeah, if you're um, playing on easy, right? Like, is that the caveat? Yeah. yeah. I started my first playthrough on normal and moved down to easy after, I think it was the cultist base, I believe, which is the third level. Um, so I can't speak to what it's like in the first levels on easy without having, like, ever played the game and understanding the mechanics. Right. Um, but for me, the second playthrough was an absolute breeze. Um, but again, I had a little understanding of the mechanics. Um, you do start from scratch on your second playthrough. So I did start with like no upgrades and no weapons for that. Okay, but that's what I was I, wondering. But I had a bit of the mechanic knowledge. So, <laughs> um, and I only died once, and I don't even think it counted. Because the first rune I got let me take fatal a, a fatal blow and recover. It's one of those, uh, what do you, I don't know what you call those, like last last ditch effort, fucking yeah, like second chance you know or something. You know yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but was it from a platforming scenario, or did you like? Does it work in that sense? So is, platforming only if you die from combat. Uh, only combat. Okay. If you die platforming, you lose some health and armor so i don't know what it would be like if you have like five health and fall off <laughs> and it takes your five health away i don't know what that would do it might it might uh stop at a certain point i did not test that yeah which i could have i would assume probably that should it would have. count as a death if you get if like because the thinking is probably like okay you've fallen off like 15 times at this spot it's probably worth a life at this point yeah yeah um and, you know, some of it can be frustrating, but again, that's, that's helpful once you go through it once and you, you kind of know what you're going for mm -hmm. um, and where these, like, tricky things are, the tricky platforming that they try to fucking hide from you. Like, they're so, they're so cool and creative, dude. <laughs> so sick, dude. So sick. But yeah, that's, that's kind of why I dragged on because I was just mindlessly replaying the same levels for one gold and didn't get anything. Uh anything for it in between so well you got wasn't like a blastery of the game you know sure dude <laughs> <laughs> like if you were gonna go back and play it on like a harder difficulty uh, or something you know i yeah i get what you're saying though yeah yeah i don't want to master like a, a 10 hour game and like you know not my jam but if you can uh find a guide that shows you all the collectibles and extra lives in one uh, that might be good because I, you know, I watched all the collectibles and then I had to watch another one when I went through the extra lives mode, which is just, ugh, dude, like two runs full with fucking guide the whole time. Mm -hmm. That was that was kind of frustrating. But the the extra life trophy only requires you to have ten at the end of the playthrough, and I had fifty two. So, yeah, you can die a lot. You can die forty two times. Damn. Well, that's yeah. So, and if you have that, that second chance rune, you know, it's, it's not bad. You can get that pretty early on. Uh, but yeah, that's where, that's where, that is where it's kind of sketchy because if you are starting it, you don't, you know, you earn these, those 52 extra lives as you play. They're not just like granted to you at the beginning. So where you're going to die most is the beginning and you won't have that many extra lives. But with that being said, You've also not made it very far, so you're not losing a lot. Like, if you die on the third level and you have to replay it again, then you're already, it's already faster than playing it twice. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. I mean, you could get to the the, the last level. You could get to the twelfth level, and it'd still be faster. You'd mm. still be doing the same kind of thing. You just don't die again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, talk talk to me a little bit about like what your weapon choice ended up being because I find that in those games while you get a huge arsenal of weapons like you talked about it I think in one of the previous episodes but you kind of end up for me like siloing on like one maybe two weapons so like what what did you end up using for your playthrough? Well, so they slowly get, they you slowly collect them through the playthrough, right? Uh, typical Doom fashion, but this one also with the lack of ammo. You know, this is um, kind of what I was talking about the last episode where it makes you choose, uh, like, use their their mechanics, you know, whereas in 2016, it was more like, this makes it easier. And this one, you, like, had to use the, uh, you know, the the flame belch to get armor and the chainsaw, chainsaw to get ammo. And the ammo is a lot less. So I didn't really have a favorite. I did like the super shotgun, of course. Um, it has a uh, like a grappling hook that takes you towards enemies. And once you get that mastered, it turns them on fire, too. So it's basically like a free flame belch, which gives you armor. So you could suck to them, <laughs> grapple to them, yeah, get yeah. them, light them on fire, get armor and kill them and get health. So that was pretty, pretty lit. The one you had the most ammo for, I think, was like the the plasma shooter, which was pretty nice. I was I was a fan of that. Um, but and the uh, if I had more ammo for the chain gun, I would totally use that all the time. That shit is badass. Okay, so ch- yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I but, I feel like I just ended up rolling with the uh, super shotgun in Doom 2016, yeah. and even in like uh, Doom 64. Or, you know, some of the older yeah. titles I've played, it's always the shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I would, yeah, the super shotgun is just super. Ayo. Um, and this one, I think the bosses aren't really anything to worry about, too, as far as this playthrough. Um, it was it was really just the ammo was, is like, the toughest part of the bosses, uh, which isn't too bad, because there's usually some ads, and if you don't let that get overwhelming... Uh, and get stuck in a horde of demons because uh, that'll get you killed. Uh, they're not. They're not too bad. The the ads are usually pretty pretty light, just enough to give you ammo. I mean, you could totally run out, um, but you could kind of run around until they they spawned, and then you only get a little bit. So you don't want to run out, but you know the the bosses weren't that hard. Yeah, and I, I don't mind that as much. Like. If the the bossing so there's like two options right from a design standpoint they could just put crates and ammo boxes around the arena that you can pick mm-hmm. up at your own pace or they don't do that and the, you have to do the ad thing and you get yeah. your ammo from them so it's like it's still a combat choice like it's still something you have to engage with but mm-hmm. you, but it's effectively serving the same function I think for for Dame or for Dame for Doom Jesus it it makes more sense to do it that way so yeah yeah the ads are better. And, you know, one thing is I just, like, start playing these games with skills. I was always, like, a skill hoarder, you know? Like, well, I'm going to save that for when I need it. Right. But there's always, like, the cooldown. And, you know, this is another one of those things you just got to remember to use your skills to get that armor and health because, you know, the flame belch always comes back. It's not like, oh, I need to save it for when I need armor. Just fucking use it. It'll recharge and get more armor the next time. 
I don't know. I was always just such like a hoarder with that stuff, but I'm trying to loosen up my grips on the skill, you know, abilities. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty normal. I think most players do that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Trying to let go. I think Diablo is when I started realizing that. Yeah. Well, when I got into the nitty gritty of, you know, the, the meta of some of those characters, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the, that was the other thing. Watching the two guides, if you're getting all the collectibles, um, you'll be able to upgrade everything as well. So that's kind of why like the combination of the playthroughs might be like a good idea. Um, and on top of this, you can also back up your save. Right? Like through PSN. Oh, so you sure. get through a level, yeah. back up a save. Get through a level, back up your save. And if you die, you run out of lives, you reload it. And they even call that out in the guide. So at that point, it's like, why are you doing two playthroughs? Yeah. So I feel like I biffed it on this Doom game too. <laughs> Not as bad as three for 2016, three playthroughs, but, uh, you know. You know, and as much as I, I really hated this, I went and bought the DLC. So. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, just, <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you the last time I bought DLC. So, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. I couldn't really decide, but I do want it to end up next to Doom 2016 on my list. So uh, I figure I got to get those done now or like if I play it later, it'll pop after something else, you know, because if I get the platinum for doing the multiplayer stuff and then play something else and get a platinum and then go back for the DLC to Doom Eternal, it'll, you know, move up on my list. And so I bought it and probably commit to that. They're, they're kind of shorter, three, two to three levels or three to four levels each. Um, not sure if I'm going to do them one playthrough or not. Now that I'm facing that decision, I'm a little scared, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And they're so short that it's, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I hear they're kind of hard, um, but I also hear they're pretty good, pretty good story. Uh, you know, don't want to spoil too much. Okay. Pretty, pretty okay. good story. Possibly a wrap up type deal. So I feel like it's kind of important to the series. So, no. Uh, gonna dig into that next probably yeah that's it that's ah. interesting because yeah. uh as we i said i wasn't going to talk about it but hey you know uh the quake the re-release <laughs> that happened i'm just curious if it is going to work on quake next because it's so random that they would be like here's quake remaster with new content after all these years or not remaster but like port it over right and like quake was another series that it worked on back in the day the trifecta mm -hmm. of that doom and wolfenstein so if the story is really wrapped up, like it's possible they'll be getting into Quake next, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that'll that'll all be off after this multiplayer grind, and boy, is it gonna be another drag. Is it? Yeah, it's not fun. I'm not a fan of the uh, the multiplayer. I don't know if it's I'm trash at competitive shooters. Um. But you think like the systems in the campaign were a lot to handle, you know? Just wait for this stupid shit, dude. Like <laughs> the 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 player demons are pretty confusing, especially at first. I've got a little better handle on it, but it's just, you know, like I don't think like playing like NPC like this, like monsters or demons in like a horde style game, is ever really that balanced or that good. You know, it just I don't know. It never seems to really work. No. Um, you know, this one, the, the best player demon is the Marauder. 
which is basically a slayer. It's like you're playing the same thing. Uh, you have like a shotgun and an axe. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of grew on me. It's definitely, definitely a huge learning curve that uh, discouraged me very early on. So like if I wasn't going for the trophies, that would have fucking, I would have been gone mm. immediately. Yeah. Um. So, and and then, so like as far as most of these trophies go, they're not too bad to get. I got a couple naturally through struggling through multiplayer matches, but I did end up starting my own um my own PSN profiles boosting thread or session or whatever. It was the first time I'd done that. Uh so we got a we got a group of people going for uh for some of the trophies, which was nice. We got more than more than needed. Yeah, that's awesome. Which is great. But some of the I'm I'm looking at the multiplayer trophies here. Uh just so I get them correct but they're really they're they're not too bad the worst one besides the 200 kills that's the one that's fucking bonkers dude it's way too much dude yeah Yeah. especially like this is where it was so disappointing because it was like i would go in a match fucking die a bunch waste 10 15 20 minutes and then like cool no progress the 200 kills is a fucking buttload it's a lot (laughs) yeah the other the other probably longest grind is the healing yourself or your teammate for 50,000 health. Not too terrible. Each one has a skill and you get points for healing you or your teammate. So it's not too terrible. And if you're trash at it like me, you'll have plenty of points to heal up. <laughs> there you go. Um, there's uh kill a player with each of the eight Slayer weapons, which was the one that was reportedly glitched. And I think one of the... Uh, one of my the boosting partners, Drake, uh, I think it's Parham Drake. He, uh, you know, said we have to shoot the person with a direct shot from the BFG. You whittle their health down, hit them directly with the BFG, and uh, at the end of the match, you get that trophy. And we had no problems with that glitch, mm. with getting with getting that trophy. So I don't know if that's part of the glitch where people were just firing it off and getting a kill with it, but it wasn't like a direct hit. Um, where they weren't waiting for the match to finish. I I don't know. Um, playing 25 battle mode matches, simple. And doing 5,000 damage as a player demon, pretty simple. Okay. Uh, that's not nowhere near the amount of healing. Um, and if you play with a Marauder, you're just firing shotgun, axe, shotgun, axe. And it's it's not too bad. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Okay. Um, and play as the five different player demons is the easiest one. Because <laughs> you just have to play a match. You don't have to win or anything. But yeah. The, the big grind is the 200 kills, and uh, that's where you need the help. And takes takes a long time. Yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like a good, probably one to two hours to get the 200 kills. And then, so, you know, we're boosting with a couple people, and boosting with strangers is always tough, where, you know, some people just dip out after they get what they need. You never, you never really know. I love to just, I love trusting people, and I feel like you know that's the way to typically go. I try not to worry about it too much, but you know, it's just easiest to to be fair. Yeah. Where we were doing this rotation thing, where everyone, you know, you get like thirty kills, and then the next person is the slayer, and you know, we all want, we all want the two hundred kills, but you gotta, you know, you gotta suck it up and be fair. 
Yeah, just, I agree. There's, there's no way else to really... You know, there's so many random people on the internet, dude. And I think there was, like, some people in that chat. I'm not sure. I didn't, like, go back and look. But, like, they're like, oh, we're not going to leave. And then, like, I think some people got the trophy and left. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. So do, don't do that if you're a listener well, well. and you're in a boosting session. You know, be a be a good representative representative of the uh, Trophy Talk podcast listeners, you know? Yeah. If you say or you're gonna just... if you say you're gonna do it, do it. If you don't want to do it, just don't do it. But say that, yeah. you know? Right. Exactly. So Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. Boosting. I did I guess I, I kinda lied. I don't know if I I did do PlayStation trophies boosting thing, but I think I just went on the thread and found people. Okay. Uh gotcha. that's what me and Daryl did for Tomb Raider. That's where we met Lord Malachi. But um yeah, that's that's been my uh Doom Eternal experience has been kind of just grinding right now. Yeah. Right on. I mean, that's that's cool, man. And it's like you're getting towards the end of it. I know there's some other games, obviously, that you are anxious to get back into and stuff as well. But like, how much time do you think you have left for this guy? If you include the DLCs. Uh, include the DLCs? I don't know. That's probably like 10 to 20. Okay. Well, this is not horrible, though. Plus the multiplayer. Yeah. So, yeah. 10 to 20, probably. Probably 20. Well, well, you're becoming a Doom master, you know? Eh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think what we're finding, or at least what I'm noticing, is like with most games, I know Resident Evil is kind of an exception for me, but like the second playthrough really kills it. Unless like the game is designed around you doing it multiple times with like slight variations and different challenges on each of the runs, like I just don't. I don't know. It's more and more where it's like, okay, if I look at a like a PSM profiles like guide or something like that, and it's like, oh yeah, two playthroughs. I'm like, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, like yeah. I'm experiencing that with Demon Souls, and I just which I've talked about before. It's like, ugh, I don't want to do this. I'm over mm-hmm. it, you know. But anyway, anywho, you've also yeah, I've all... go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say you've also been playing with Legos, right? Uh, yeah virtual legos virtual legos minecraft dude yeah it's It's just yeah fucking beautiful game dude i i I love it it's it's kind of crazy uh you know it's i know i know you'd probably agree it's kind of like dark souls calling (laughs) um (laughs) yeah sure sure (laughs) you know (laughs) but what do you mean by that what do you mean by that okay well i'll clarify after yeah jarring fucking announcement but the it's it just drops you into that world yeah there's there's nothing it gives you absolutely nothing it puts you in an open world and that's it it gives you no instruction Mm -hmm. i would say it gives you less instruction than dark souls dark souls has those tips that this is roll this is dodge this is attack blah 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 is there a tutorial area in minecraft that you go through or is it just like boom you're in the boom you're in it okay you're in it so it's got you know it's it's like that in that sense but it also is like that in the sense that it it relies heavily on the community you know passing along information creating new builds uh you know stockpiling this information for easy use um and even in like the java edition of the game it doesn't it didn't originally give you a crafting menu at all you needed to know the crafting recipes to make stuff Oh really? Oh yeah. Huh. 
Huh. So they've added some type of that in the Java edition, but you still need to to gather the materials to get that recipe. So like if you wanted to build like a couple of these these things that are used for builds like the dispenser and the observer, stuff like that, mm-hmm. it needs it needs um nether quartz, which is found in the nether. I don't know if I'm speaking alien to you, but it's like I mean I get, a, I can kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. It's like the portal to the underworld. Yep. yep. Yeah. So like you can't just like create that. It won't give you the recipe. You don't know you need that until you've gotten that nether quartz. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So once you get the nether quartz, then those two objects will be in your crafting menu because you made the advancement of blah blah blah. But I think the bedrock edition is more friendly with the crafting. But that's what I was getting with with the Souls comparison is it's very like community uh, dependent and uh, right, know, right. not much instruction. Uh, yeah, certainly not Dark Souls like in terms of the combat. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay. Well, I was like, are you what? Like, did I well, miss something with this game? Like, there is a visceral. You just have to jump and get your crit, crit right. attacks on. You know what I mean? <laughs> but by and large, it's just like I'm going to run up to this thing and just hit it a bunch. Right. And yeah, I'm... you could totally do that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, just I, I think that part of it is is really fun and, you know, seeing people's creativity and, you know, it's it's kind of like building with Legos and you can do whatever you want with um, you can literally just go into creative mode and, and build stuff like people built the Eiffel Tower. They built spaceships in fucking space and uh, all kinds of all kinds of neat stuff. Giant uh, like I don't know what they call it, like ancient monolithic stuff yeah things over like the whole world of minecraft it's just fucking wild you can do anything you can build a tiny little house if you want yep and then there's the like uh what is that stuff redstone which is like power basically and you know people make all kinds of creative uh redstone builds and uh you know getting into like house design i'm trying to get better at like building and you know roofs roofs are hard in real life but, too yeah it's just it's pretty cool and you know the game the game comes from a place of passion. I've gotten the book on the on the author. I'm not all the way through it, but oh, on from, the on the the game creator, you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, I haven't gotten all the way through it. Like I said, but you know, the beginning is kind of his origin stories, and you know, it was showing his passion for game development and you know, working for. Uh, he's Swedish, so he was out there when Dice was getting really big. Mm-hmm. And there, he he was working for Midas Player, which I guess made like phone games, and they were just cranking out games. And he ended up like getting in trouble for making his own game because they didn't allow that or some shit. But basically, he wanted to make his own games, and uh, you know, he did that. And it just, I didn't get through the story, so maybe I'll inform you later as I as I get through it. But you know, it just it's one of those like it's nothing spectacular, but the the thought behind it and the uh not ingenuity like the creativity behind it is just you know it's pretty amazing yeah how simple uh, a block game can how in-depth a simple block game can be right yeah almost it's like a um it's like a perfect execution of a of a simple idea yep right like that and that's kind of all that a, a good game needs you know it doesn't need yep. to be something like ridiculous and like out there and like genre bending or whatever. It's like if you have a concept, just be the best at that concept. 
And I think Minecraft yep. does that well. Like, there's obviously been so many types of games that try to copy it. Um, mm -hmm. And it's sort of an evergreen experience, too. Like, I think the art style choice is pretty smart in that, mm -hmm. like, it, it's not going to really be dated. You know, it's like it, you know what you're going for going in, and it's kind of plays to the charm of that, even if it is, like, obviously not crazy, crazy uh, mm -hmm. realistic looking. I mean, I think that's kind of the point. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, no, it's cool. I mean, you can, so do you think, like, in your opinion, like, you know, it's the best-selling game of all time, or second-selling, second-best-selling behind GTA V? can't remember. Yeah, who knows? Do you think it deserves the praise? Partially. Um, I'm not a fan of the versions of it. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, you have to buy the Java. I don't know what's included in that best-selling. Like, is it Java, Bedrock? The phone is different. You can't link up your account and play your game on your phone. You have to buy that separately. Oh, weird. You can't, you can't change them between consoles either. Like, I own it on the PC. I can't play that on my PlayStation. I ended up buying it. So, yeah, I've alone added to that number. Yeah, so you bought it three times. More than one. I think on Xbox, it was free on Game Pass for my son. But, yeah, I've bought it on my con my pc i ended up buying the java and i bought it on playstation so yes i bought it three and i own it in four places how much was it was it 20 bucks something like that yeah they're okay. they're a little different yeah 26 maybe uh but yeah so i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of pissed about that that's kind of fucked up especially for how big of a game it is mm -hmm. i think it should be a little easier to get i don't know there's all kinds of multiplayer to get into pvp stuff like mods if you have the java edition it's just like it's it's endless i think it's i think it's great you know and i think it's geared towards any generation yeah you know i've seen like grandparents playing it uh you know my five-year-old son plays it and i'm enjoying it it's as deep as you want it to be that's enough of me gushing about minecraft that's dude great, let's move though. on that's great though yeah <laughs> all right right on well yeah. so yeah those are so two very cool games two very different experiences uh real quick trophy wise on minecraft platinum easy medium hard what's the what's the thinking there are you going to go for the platinum what's the i am going to go for the platinum so this will probably go across a couple episodes um because after doom i really like to get that demon souls is my 60th plat yeah um so there is a flex I plan on in Minecraft. It's not a it's not a major flex, but there is one for fending off starvation by eating rotten flesh. Mm. Uh, and I'll probably just hold on to that one if it comes to that. Sure. Um, there is the fourteen DLC packs, which is kind of wild. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a repeat of Rocket League for me, aka no go. AKA best game, second best game of all time. Uh, Such a casual, dude. Rocket League, Minecraft. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like a casual. It's like the games my sons are into. Like I'm yeah. like super into as well. Uh, I don't know if those are if that's related or it probably is, but that's okay. I think it's yep. yeah. Um, but there, I think the list has. I don't know. It's weird. It it almost feels like decent pacing, but with the you know the incentive and balance in the game, uh, you know one thing leads to another, and it's very easy to get off on tangents. And which is one thing I'm coming to like enjoy with it. First, it's kind of like frustrating because you want to like do all these things, but you know that's really where the fun lies. But yeah, so like some of the trophies, open your inventory. That one pissed me off. That's what got me started because. 
I was going to just see if the mouse and keyboard worked, and I was having trouble. I accidentally hit E and opened my inventory, and bada-bing, here we are. I'm playing it now. There you go. Boom. Which, mouse and keyboard does work for Minecraft. Uh, I don't think I can play this any other way. <laughs> I tried it on Xbox with my son on the controller, and I just... I'm The left trigger and right trigger are both mine and place. I forget which one is which, but one is mine and one is place. So I end up just placing blocks all over the place or mining something I don't mean to mine. It's just, ugh, I can't do it. M and K all day, baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a there's a pretty decent balance where, you know, opening your inventory, getting wood, crafting a crafting table, make a tool, stuff like that, make a furnace, smell iron. There's a few easy things like that. Um, and then it, 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 slightly get, it slightly gets harder, but it feels like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the trophies are pretty easy. Uh, and then there's like a slight jump. And that's where you get lost in the game, which is, um, you know, kind of nice. But, you know, after making like stone pickaxe and the sword and attacking a monster getting leather like super simple stuff then there's like the like kill the last boss right <laughs> you know right. what i mean it's like okay some of the stuff does it, it i don't know i've i've been struggling in the nether so there are some like things there as you slowly progress that you could get to but like i still have not gotten to those which is probably my fault because i just kind of like shit my pants all the time in the nether I just don't want to die, dude. Hey, suggestion for you. Go play the Minecraft Telltale games, dude. Mm, I watch them on Netflix, kind of, with my son once. Yeah. Which but I believe is the same story. I don't actually know if it is or not. But you can get a platinum for playing through them on uh, PS PS5. I might. Yeah, they're good. I actually really enjoyed them, and I don't play Minecraft, so. Mm. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, there's, I don't know, there's some weird ones. It feels like a decent balance, but... Okay. Uh, there are some also like biome specific ones, which is kind of weird, um, kind of shitty. But I plan on playing it for a while, and that's how it kind of is. So I think the list is pretty decent. Okay. Um, right on. We'll, it, it, we'll check in with you again, I'm sure, and see see what you think as you get further on. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, those are those are pretty solid. I like those. I like them very much, indeed, sir. <laughs> Thank you. So Daryl, you've you've got something on the uh, show notes here that's pretty fucking wild. Why don't you talk to us about what you've been playing? Yeah, so <clears throat> time has come finally that I am playing Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Man, I never thought we would get here. <laughs> I know. I brought this up like what last year as one of the games I was gonna play, and here we are a year later. Yeah, it was pro probably about a year, I would say. Yeah. Yep. So. But hey, finally, you stuck to you stuck to your word, dude. Here you are. I did. Yep. I did. So, um, I started this game probably like three weeks ago. Um, I played it first on easy, uh, which is called "Can I Play Daddy." <laughs> and it's kind of funny because when you, it's kind of like, um, like some other games, you know, when you go to the difficulty options, they have like different pictures and as you get like towards the harder difficulties, the intensity kind of picks up. It had that and 
uh, can I play daddy's the easiest difficulty. So I had the main character like with a bonnet on his head and the pacifier. Yep. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, it took me roughly nine hours to complete. Um, I think it could be done quicker, but you know, that's kind of like, you know, standard, uh, nine hours. Uh, overall, I enjoyed the story. This is my first game into the Wolfenstein series, so I really like what um, you know what I played. The story was pretty good. Uh, I had a lot of characters; all of them were really interesting and likable. Uh, the combat is uh, one thing I really liked most about it. It's very fast, fun, and explosive. So I think Eli will like it if he ever does decide to play it. You too, Colin. Yep. Um, it's very bizarre. I'll say that the story is very bizarre, especially from like, you know, this, you know, this universe, like with, with the Nazis winning World War II and how they've like basically conquered the world. It definitely has like a like a steampunk feel to it. It's it's really bizarre. That's all I got to say about it. There, yeah, really it's kind of like sci fi and old history. Right. I mean, I guess that's <laughs> that's kind of the same thing in some sense, but. It, the weird thing is, um, I know you have not played New Order or Old Blood, but when you play New Order and you finish that game, you're it's at a point where you think that like Germany lost, without saying too much. Mm-hmm. So then to fast forward to the next game, which I think is like ten years later, you said or something like that. Um, yeah, and then have them, you know, it just kind of defies your expectations. I guess is what I mean. Gotcha. Yeah, after playing this game, I definitely want to go back and play the other ones just so I can, like, have the full picture of this game. Yeah. Uh, I really did like meeting Hitler in this game. Hitler is probably, like, the funniest part in this game. You know, (laughs) out out of all the bizarre things I've encountered, Hitler is probably the funniest. Just because he's, like, senile and he's also producing, like, a war film based on you, William Blazkowicz. No way. So... It's funny because he's trying to find, like, you know, an actor to play that role. And you assume the identity of a famous movie star. And, like, you travel into space to, like, do the audition. And uh, Hitler's actually the one trying to find you to play you. Or, you know, find an actor to play <laughs> you. That's funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like, I, I like the story. It was really good. Um, As far as, like, the game goes... You know, I'm real hardcore when it comes to like playing games in continuity for the story. So I typically don't like to play games out of order just because I don't have like a grasp of the story, what's going on. It doesn't really matter to me. I'm just playing it just to play it. Hmm. And I have like no personal investment with any of the characters. I don't know who any of these guys are. And like kind of watching a video on on New Order, I realized that a lot of the characters from New Colossus were from New Order, so you know, I really don't know like what their backstory is or what their relationship with the main character is. Um, at the very beginning of the game, actually, there's an old memory that's replayed, and it's from like New Order, I believe, mm-hmm. like the early parts of New Order where. You know, you're confronted with a tough decision where you have to save one and then sacrifice another. You know, like normally if I play like New Order or maybe Old Blood, you know, those characters would matter to me. You know, I'll probably be lingering at that 
you know that scene for a while because I'm like, oh snap, I don't want to kill this guy. I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that decision was fairly easy for me to make because I didn't know who any of these characters were. So I just <laughs> like, like this guy looks weird, <laughs> dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's basically how it was for me. Uh, the game didn't really make sense to me. I did like the story, but you know, the story as a whole, I didn't understand. Right. But. You know, I I made the exception to play this series out of order for the Mind Leaving Trophy. And that's the only reason why I wanted to play this game, just because of like all the things that have, you know, been said about this trophy. Oh, this tr- this platinum's too hard to get because of Mind Leaving. This and that. It's the only reason why I played this game. Yeah. Because um, you you wanted to prove you could do it. Exactly. I wanted <laughs> to see if I can even get this trophy you know I'm, i always gotta make it hard for myself when it comes to my trophies did you uh are you planning on playing the other two when you're once you're done i i am gonna probably play it uh i did like this game a lot so kind of like you know at some point i would like to play these these games the the other ones in the series mm-hmm but, there'll be a cakewalk for you at that point yeah they will yeah hopefully a pretty easy list as far as so, i've read yeah yeah i have heard yeah. that too i think old blood is the easiest because there's a glitch you can uh just beat the game once and then or like go through the game on easy essentially and then like change the difficulty for the last level and it'll mm. unlock the beating it on the hardest difficulty mm. so but Lucky. the first game you do have to beat on uh i don't remember what it's called the hardest difficulty so yeah and i actually thought the first game was difficult I think the mm-hmm. games are difficult in general, even yeah. on like normal or hard. But those those hardest difficulties, I don't think you restart the whole game, right? It's just hard. It's just like veteran. No, no, yeah, right? it, it's basically just like veteran. Yeah, but um, there there are points in the game where that I thought were tough. Like, I mean, I, I did at one point buy a used copy of Wolfenstein Two, and I started it. So I, I have mm-hmm. like a couple. I think I have like two percent or something on the list. And I was like, this is really hard. I mean, that first level, you're in a wheelchair, right? Mm-hmm. which was weird as hell. I was like, what? Like, how am I supposed to navigate? And um, It's like the surge all over again. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Except, like, I'm shooting people while I'm in this, like, wheelchair and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, Daryl. Didn't mean to cut you off. That's all good. Yeah, that was, like, one of the other bizarre things. I was like, wait, <laughs> this is weird. I'm in a wheelchair. I'm, like, wheeling myself around while shooting guys. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, written all over this game for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Mind Lieben is actually not unlocked right off the bat. You have to beat the game the first time to unlock it. So if you're like wondering or like scratching your head why I play this game on easy first time around, it's because of that. It's not because I'm like tired of like. No, he's know, a he's a fake gamer, dude. Casual. <laughs> Casual. I'm coming over to the dark side, guys. Yeah. Next thing you know, he'll be playing Minecraft. Oh gosh. <laughs> no. No. Hey, you played you played the uh, Dark Souls remake? You'll probably like it. It's about the same thing. You played Portal Knights. <laughs> I did. I kinda wanna play that again, dude. You should. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think it'd be, as we trophy hunt more, we'd be getting more hardcore, but nope. 
getting less hardcore. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm like, hey, nah, hey, I'm out. 14 DLC packs, bro. That's hardcore. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so what was your experience with the start of Mein Lieben then? You know, did you started practicing it? So like, how, um, like, is the difficulty, I, I guess, like, my question with the trophy was always, is it, like, veteran-level Call of Duty plus the fact that you have no saves and you can't die, or is it just the game, like, on hard, basically? So it's not impossible scaling and stuff, but you just can't die and you have to do it in one sitting. So what I read online is that Mein Lieben is just... I am Death Incarnate, which is the next difficulty under that. Okay. That's the the next hardest difficulty after uh before Mind Leaving. The only caveat is that Mind Leaving is just like you can't die. Um if you die you start from the beginning. So okay. Not really a difference there. So that's why they recommend practicing on I am Death Incarnate. Mm -hmm. Just because it's like, well, this is Mind Leaving, but it's there's just the names changed. Yeah. Yep. Um, so f from what I can tell, it's not too bad um, in the earlier stages. I still have to decide, like, how difficult it is as I get towards, like, the middle of the game and towards the end. Mm -hmm. um, but the first four levels I played, they seem fairly easy. There's, like, a good mix of, like, combat and stealth options you can go with. Um, you could probably do most of them stealthy. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem too bad. What people were saying is that, you know, oh yeah, my living they one shot you. Dude, they they were shooting at me, but it wasn't like, okay, I'm I'm like instantly killed. You know, there's some yeah. there's some moments where you, you you'll take some damage, but it's not gonna instantly kill you. There's no one shot going on in this game. That's good. But yeah, that's the thing that, that worried me the most. Like, oh man, like these guys are gonna have aimbots on and I'm just gonna get smoked. But it didn't seem that way. The there is a good like cover system where you can like lean out of cover. So I, I was using that. I think that's probably gonna be key to the mind leaving playthrough is like knowing when to like lean out and like pick your shots and like hop out of like you know the open it's a, something that I've, I find that I'm using a lot more on this playthrough uh, compared to, like, my easier playthrough that I did uh, sure. right off the bat. But it seems okay. The only thing that really bummed me out is that there's no mission select. Mm. So, like, when I was playing on easy, there was uh, a couple encounters that I know for a fact I'm going to need a lot of practice on. Just because you're gonna like face a, a wave of enemies, and it was at the midpoint way through the game, and at towards the end of the game, and there's no way for me to get to those points um, unless I power through the game, you know, all over again. So it's it's really dumb that they did that. Yeah, it's just like now I have to play the whole damn game over again. I guess no, when you to get practice. to those points, maybe you just make a backup save or something. I don't know how it works. That's probably what I would do. <clears throat> and then just try to like replay them like 20, 30 times until you get really yeah. comfortable with it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You, you, there, there are different save files. So like, I can probably start one where 
I'll play all the way towards the end, and then like another one where I play towards the middle part of the game, and then just like practice those two parts over and over again. Yeah. Right on. Wow. But I feel like for the most part, it seems okay. Okay. But you know, I I don't know unless I play the, the whole damn game on my leaving because I'm still practicing on I am Death Incarnate. Yeah. Well, so are you going to do like a full run basically on that beforehand? And is there a trophy for beating it on I am Death Incarnate? Yeah, I, I believe the only, I think all the trophy set, uh, difficulty settings are trophies. Okay, that's cool. Um, so you'll pop a few at least during your practice run. Yeah, which is kind of weird because all their uh, trophies for beating the game on the difficulties are all bronzes. There's like no silvers or golds. Yeah, I mean, don't even get me started on the fact that mine Lieben isn't a gold. Like, I don't, I don't understand bronze. Are you kidding me? Wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can weird. agree that that's it's wild. Just... I know I'm a, di I'm the distribution guy, but that is stupid. Like that, mm -hmm. there's no way. Like I had known Mein Liebman was a bronze because we we've talked about it before, but yeah. I figured like you know that was just like the developers like oh yeah we're just gonna give you a bronze because you beat this game on the hardest difficulty, but here's like you know the traditional handing out of like okay you'll beat you beat the game on the next hardest difficulty here's the goal for that mm -hmm. no dude they're all bronze that's mm -hmm. lame yeah it is it is lame <laughs> like I kind of hate it to be honest with you. I kind of yeah. hate it. I have a lot of respect for machine games, though, and for the first two Wolfensteins, like I said. So I I'm glad you're playing the game because I think they're, they're genuinely really solid. Um, Youngblood Withstanding, which wasn't made by machine games. They're, they're just really cool. And, like, if you go back and look at, if you I don't know if you've seen this or not, Daryl, but I recommend going and looking at Wolfenstein 3D like the the original one back on PC and like I think it came out in 1990 or 1991 and look at how that game evolved to become what you're playing now right like the mm -hmm. thing the ideas that they took from it and everything it's so crazy how far that franchise has come but it still feels pretty similar as well um yeah just wild I actually played the Wolfenstein 3D you can get it on Xbox Arcade or you could back on the 360 so it's probably available somehow on the new gen, new gen but uh would recommend it eli to you maybe check it out it's it's fun mm -hmm. for like an hour just to like run around and shoot stuff well, i know we that was one of the computer games we bought way back but he ended up with it and we were like what the fuck is this like yeah <laughs> some castle i don't i don't even remember yeah it's all but the all the levels was are like, like mazes of pressed. hallways and shit and like yeah. yeah yeah we were like young kids at the time i was like yeah what yeah yeah it is kind of wild because like doom uh well to say just to point it out the doom uh extra life thing is a gold trophy you can play on easy but even that's a gold trophy exactly um but yeah doom is kind of like the same type of thing it's like exactly the same it's just like updated graphics you know what i mean exactly i'm blasting through the same kind of demons and they even have the same kind of models but like yeah wolfenstein has gone through quite a transformation and i don't know the likeness of each of them but you know from what i hear it's you know, especially from what you've said, it's pretty similar. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's, cool, it's cool to see its actual, like, you know, transformation instead of just, like, updated graphics. Right. Not to hate on Doom, but, you know. No, yeah. It's different. No, totally. Different. 
And, and the last thing I would mention about machine games is they're the ones who, <laughs> in the Quake re- release that came out recently, there's a new episode for that game, which is, it's like new content for a game that came out like 30 years ago, 25 years ago. And the people to design that extra mission was Machine Game, so the makers of uh, Wolfenstein. So, mm. um, yeah, there's, and it's like, yeah, to go back, to have them basically work on, like, Wolfenstein 2 and then be like, all right, go design this level in, like, <laughs> in this crazy old engine for Quake. It's kind of interesting. But, yeah, they did some work on it. So, it's cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, on that note, boys, I got I got to run for today's episode. I apologize, but uh, duty calls. Yep. Understood. So I'll finish out with what I've been playing, but we'll tell the people where they can find you and uh, say your goodbyes. Uh, Instagram, Narshire13, 1D in there. And that's it. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, thanks for, thanks for your time as always, Eli, and uh, we'll catch up with you on the flip. On the flippity right. flip. <laughs> right. Later, Eli. Later. See ya. Cool. All right, Daryl, anything to add, or should I just get into I won't. Tr- I'll try to be relatively quick with what I've been playing. No, that's all I got. So, um, yeah, I'll update you guys from uh, a month from now. See how things are going. Hopefully, they're good. So, yeah, hopefully you're in. still staying sane at that point. <laughs> Probably <Yeah>. not. <laughs> you're gonna come back and be like, "Fucking fuck this game!" <laughs> yeah. What's Wolfenstein? Did yeah, I say I was playing that game. Yeah, like, oh no, no, no. Yeah, I I feel like the. Uh, the frustration is going to come in when you actually start doing your legit practice runs when you get to like the halfway point and have to restart mm-hmm. doing that like 10 to 20 times. Uh, yeah. But Ooh. Hey, Hey, maybe not. If you do your practice enough, like maybe you'll just breeze through it and you'll be fine. Yeah. Who knows? And I did forget to mention. So like, you know, I think you mentioned this with resident evil a long time ago, part seven with like the really long cutscenes. Oh Yeah. Wolfenstein 2 has a lot of that, especially at the very beginning. And you can't it's skip like it. like 10, 15 minutes of like cutscenes. They are unskippable. Why do games do that, dude? It's so stupid. If, it especially is. on really repeat dumb. playthroughs. I understand you don't want me to skip it on my very first playthrough. But after that, like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. It might be something, like honestly, with like them loading the, the game in the background. And they like so they require you to watch the cutscenes so they can load the levels after the fact. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Make would make sense, but um. Okay. Cool. So let's see here. I've got I've been playing a decent amount of stuff, but I'll I'll quickly touch on two and then maybe go like a slightly more in depth with a couple the remaining two. So first of all, Demon Souls uh for the PS5. I'm still working on that. Uh, still I'm just missing the one trophy for all the spells, and I'm in my new game plus playthrough cycle. I you know, kind of alluded to it before, like, I'm just losing steam with it. You know, I don't really enjoy hopping on to play it, but I want it finished. And it, it's not that it's, I mean, it's a great game. I just, the fact that I have to do a new game plus is making me kind of upset. Like, I would have rather just made a new character and gone for the spells there, but it has to all be on the same character. So mm. that's kind of annoying. Um, luckily, I did have a buddy who is not really a trophy hunter, but he had that game. And was like, I have a really OP character uh, on New Game Plus as well, and he's a sorcerer. So we just linked up on co-op and went through and did probably like three or four levels the other day, which is a lot of help. So I'm in a situation now where like I only have really one more boss fight, I think, that's going to be like tough, tough. And then after that, it should be 
simpler. So hoping I can do like one more co-op session with him and then I'll I'll be done, but otherwise I'll just have to struggle through it solo. <laughs> so oh. s- still going slow. For sure. Nice. Yeah. And then um Mass Effect, I went back and got the platinum in that since since we last talked about what we've been playing and that that was a really quick sort of cleanup. I I'd been putting it off cuz I just was like, "Oh man, like I don't want to have to go through this entire game again." And I I loved the game and and like, you know, really did all the side quests, all the optional content, whatever. So the idea of going back to it after doing a playthrough like that was like just seemed kind of annoying to me. But it turns out that the trophy I needed was actually really easy to obtain. And I was able to get it within the first five hours or so, just kind of like speeding through all the dialogue options. And um, basically, you know the game structure, Daryl. By the time you get to the Citadel the first time and you become a Spectre, mm-hmm. like right after that, you can get this trophy for having all the the entries in the codex. You basically just need to play through that very first introductory like tutorial level and then get all of your like team assembled on the Citadel. And that's it. Knocked that guy out, so I got the Platinum in that still at some point in the future looking forward to getting into mass effect 2 and mass effect 3 it probably won't be until like the end of this year because we've got plans and my roadmap for what i'm playing is kind of like spelled out honestly through november at this point so yeah i uh, won't go back to it for a while but i'm glad i cleaned that up and then I can't wait yeah for you to start mass effect 2 i can't wait mm. it's is it's it your favorite in the franchise it is yeah, I've heard you can actually get the the single playthrough platinum for Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 as well. But I think Mass Effect 2 is maybe the most complicated one. Like you just have to really be on top of that guide and like making sure you're talking to people at the right times and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I know I, what you're talking about. Yeah, I've looked into it a little bit and to be honest with you was like a little intimidated by like the complexity level of the guide and i was like oof it's it's kind of like with demon souls when you read that trophy guide on psn profiles it's like what do i what like this <laughs> there's so many like little hoops you got to jump through you got to remember to do this at this point but not this and etc etc so yeah i'll get to it at some point uh but overall really enjoyed that game beautiful uh awesome world awesome setting i've talked about it before in previous episodes so that was just a cleanup and then the two other main games um I've been playing Splitgate, I'm not going to talk about it here, and I've been playing, and I've started Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. <clears throat> I'm at 23% on Ratchet, but Eli gave us a really in-depth sort of discussion about that list a couple episodes back, so I'm really not going to talk about it too much. I don't want to like repeat content on the show, but I would echo a lot of what he said about the game. I think it's great so far, so... Yeah, and then um, I finished Spyro 2 and Spyro 3, so I have the plat for all three games and can, you know, 100%ed the collection, which was a, a nice feeling to do. And these games are great. I mean, they're, they're sort of like a trophy hunter's rite of passage to me. Like, you, you should play these games if you like trophy hunting and um, if you're looking for relatively simple platinums. You know, you just really go through the games. It's not too bad. Uh, I did want to touch on a couple differences with the second game in particular. I I found it to be probably my least favorite. And that would be because you're essentially running around the same way you are in the first game, except in different hub worlds that you go to, there's an ability that you need to either buy to unlock or like find to unlock. I think actually most of them are buying them. Um, So there are things like 
being able to swim or being able to do like a ground pound ability or being able to climb like ladders and stuff like that. And what the game will do is you'll go by certain areas that you can't get to, like a Metroidvania, because you don't have a skill unlocked. And so it will ask you to come back later in the game to unlock something. But the first game didn't really do this because you didn't have those abilities in there. So in some sense, you could argue like the first game is maybe too simple. Like some people might feel like it's like, well, there's only really like two, maybe three buttons. There's not really a whole lot going on like mechanically. But from a standpoint of like trying to collect everything and go through the game like in a, in a single go, the first game is much more conducive to that. And then when you get to the second game, it does ask you to backtrack more. And the trophies get a little bit harder. Like, I think the first game and the third game have a 2 out of 10 difficulty, and the second game has a 3 out of 10. So we're talking pretty minimally different. But there are a couple trophies, like beating a boss without taking any damage, for example, um, a specific boss. So that would maybe give you a little bit more of a trouble, I suppose. Um, but but by and large, like the trilogy is quite good, uh, and I I couldn't help but feel like it was very similar to the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy, which to be clear is much harder than Spyro. But in terms of the first game in each of those franchises is very pure. It's just like collecting things and platforming. Very minimal combat. It is there, but it's not really the focus of the game. And then the second game in each of them, they try to like change it up. You know, they try to add abilities, add different like sub levels, add sort of like mini games that you have to do. And the trophy list reflects that. And then by the time you get to the third game in both series, it's much easier. I think it's, it's designed to be more approachable casually. And it's probably the easiest game within those like respective trilogies. So I just thought it was interesting that both of these remasters came out around the same time from Activision, different studios like Vicarious Visions and Toys for Bob, but regardless, followed a very similar formula of how the progression in the games work. And I don't know if they're going to be doing a new Spyro game. You know, obviously we got Crash Bandicoot 4, I think it was last year, as a result of the high sales numbers for the Insane Trilogy. And I know Spyro did perform well. I don't know if it did quite as well as the Insane Trilogy. But I would be interested in seeing, you know, what they would do to update this to have, like, a new game in the Spyro Trilogy. Uh, they definitely made a fan out of me after not having played them before. So I thought that was, you know, really cool. Like, I think a lot of people will approach these games for the nostalgia, and I didn't even have that. And I still found them to be very fun and very accessible. So if you're at all interested, I would recommend you check it out. The collection is typically on sale. I got it for $14. So that's three games, three plats for $14. And the last thing I would say, just to give sort of a like info dump here, the first game has an 8% on the app for the Platinum, 8.0%. And then I'm just going to check the second game and the third game so you can kind of see. The second game has a Platinum percentage of 5.7%. And the third game has a platinum percentage of 5.8%. So the first one is definitely the easiest. And then the second and the third, you know, can take a little bit more difficult, I suppose, but barely. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions about it or anything, Daryl? Or have you played Spyro at all? I can't remember. Uh, I played Spyro back on the PS1, actually. Right. I, I think I've only played Spyro 1. Okay. Um, yeah. I've played the other two. I didn't even know there was a third one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's um. I actually 
you know what? To be honest, I think the third was probably my favorite. Um, I know a, a Discord member, Skrillis, has talked to me a lot about how the second game was his favorite, and by the third game, he felt like it dragged on. And it did drag a little bit, but I think that's my fault for trying to do them all in a row. So by the time you get to the third game, it's like, well, I've done a similar game twice already, right? So you just kind of burnt out. But each of the games took me in between seven and nine hours to platinum. So all said and done, not too bad. And as a result of really enjoying these like platformers and collectathons, I also picked up on sale uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, which I'm excited to get into. And yeah, it just made me realize that I do actually like these uh, genres or this genre of game a little more than I thought. They're just like really fun, mindless sort of experiences you can just enjoy without thinking too hard about what you're doing. So I've never even like played this game. I've never even seen footage of it, to be honest. Like I've seen that name thrown around in Discord. I think you've mentioned a few times. But honestly, I have no idea what this game is. The SpongeBob one? Yeah. Oh, are you looking at it right now? <laughs> no, like oh, yeah. it just kind of like reminded me. It's like, dude, I've never seen anything about this game, but it's like yeah. a game, you know, most people like. Well, I think it came out on GameCube and original Xbox and PS2 in like 2003. And it was sort of like a cult hit. I mean, at the time, SpongeBob was like really popular. So they're like, hey, let's make a SpongeBob video game. And I think surprisingly to a lot of people that played it back then, it was like, this is actually like a pretty competent collectathon. And so, yeah, I don't I don't really know why like out of nowhere a couple of years ago they're like we're like remastering this game and it just was like, okay, like I mean, maybe it had something to do with the Spyro re-release and the Crash re-release and people were like, "Hey, maybe we can make some money on this nostalgia uh for this old platformer." And uh but either way, you know, like I'm I'm down to check it out. It's another game that's I think a 2 or 3 out of 10 difficulty. And the trophy list is, um, or the time to complete it is, I think, a little longer at, like, 13 hours. But <laughs> that's what I mean, like, where we're, I'm kind of becoming a casual, too, because I've been playing all the, like, I did all the Spyro games. I'm doing Ratchet right now, which is a 10-hour, really easy platinum. And then SpongeBob is going to be another, like, really easy, kind of mindless platinum. So the next, like, difficult game I'm going to be doing was voted on in the backlog picker. So if you're in the Discord, remember to check that out. But I will be doing uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica after that. So that'll be a... Sheesh! Yeah, that'll be a fun one. But I think that'll kind of do it here. Let's wrap it up. Um, you know, we've been going a little longer than we had anticipated and uh, don't want to take up too much more of people's times. But, Daryl, where can people find you at? And uh, we'll go from there. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at the tall Samoan guy. I know I've been preaching about Twitch. You can also find me on there as well at the tall Samoan guy. Um, yeah. So hopefully I'll see you around. Right on. And you can catch me on pretty much any platform, uh, gaming platform at CK present is going to be my name there. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel with a lot of videos, but I don't produce videos anymore. So they're just historical. If you want to check it out though, it's CK present. And I, I've streamed a couple times. I don't know when I'll do it again, but also CK present on Twitch. Best place, of course, to get a hold of any of us is going to be in the Discord and then subsequently in the uh, the party chat that we have going on PlayStation. So you can come and chat with us in there or in the Discord. Remember to check out the Patreon if you're curious. And of course, if you're listening on any sort of free feeds, leave a like or a comment. It really helps us grow and uh, find new audience members, which is something we all want as well. So 
I would say thank you very much for your time, for listening, new and returning listeners. And uh, we hope you have a wonderful day. Happy gaming and good luck with your trophy hunts. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye.